0: Welcome to By Faith, our current Elder Conversation podcast series where we walk through the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. I'm Laura, your host. Hebrews 11 gives us a list of examples, a cloud of witnesses that exemplify faithful obedience. Each week, one of our teaching pastors will take one of the people mentioned in the chapter and tell us what is their story, why is their faith exemplary, and what should we today learn and take away from their faith. The past several weeks, we've been looking at faith that has been lived out in generations through Abraham, through Sarah, and through Isaac. If you've missed any of our elder conversations as we've been walking through the Old Testament narratives of the people commended for their faith in Hebrews 11, you can find those online at tcbchurch.org slash elders or wherever you listen to podcasts. This week, we'll look at the next generation and see the story of Jacob. Hebrews 11 verse 21 says by faith Jacob when dying blessed each of the sons of Joseph bowing in worship over the head of his staff. So who is Jacob? What is his story? Why is his faith an example to us and what should we take away from it?
1: Hey everyone, today as we continue by faith we get to look at the story of Jacob. And Jacob is significant in the Bible for a lot of reasons, but one of those is because uh, the way that God often reveals himself in the Old Testament, also the New Testament, is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so the question is, who is Jacob? Why is his story and his faith significant? Why does it end up in Hebrews chapter 11? And so Jacob is one of two sons uh, of Isaac. And so uh, Jacob and Esau, twin brothers, Esau was born first, uh, but Jacob, as he was being born, came out grabbing Esau's heel. And so the name Jacob actually means heel grabber. Super original. Uh, But another way you can translate it is cheat. And that's going to come up a lot in Jacob's story where he is kind of conniving and cheating his way to get uh, things that don't belong to him. Uh, The Bible and the story of Jacob, you can find it in Genesis, really from 25 to 35. Jacob appears later in the book of Genesis. That's where a lot of his story is. Um, He'll come on the scene scene later with his sons, especially Joseph. And So uh, what do we know about Jacob? Well, uh, Esau, it says, it was a hairy man. So even from when he was born, he was covered in hair. And Jacob was a smooth-skinned man. So if you're going for some trivia, that would maybe be a great thing to throw out there. Uh, so as Jacob and Esau grew up, one of the things that we find out is that Jacob uh, cheated Esau twice. Now, You know, Esau is maybe not the smartest about the way he chose to do this, but there was one instance where Esau was really hungry. He was famished. Jacob was making stew. He, uh, Esau had been out hunting, so he asked Jacob for stew. Jacob said, "I'll sell you this stew for your birthright, because he was the firstborn." Uh, And Esau gives it to him. He's like, "Well, it's better to not have a birthright than to die of starvation." So maybe not the smartest thing, but that's what happened. So Jacob gains Esau's birthright. Then later, uh, when Isaac is getting ready to die, it's time for him to bless Esau as the firstborn and to kind of give him the inheritance, the majority of it. And so Esau goes to kill an animal, bring it back, make stew for Jacob. Um, and the story goes that Jacob really preferred Esau while Sarah uh, preferred Jacob. And so Sarai at that time, while Esau's away, basically has Jacob pretend to be Esau puts fur, uh, goats uh, fur on his arms make him feel hairy, gives him stew, tells him to talk like Esau, and long story short, he steals the blessing. So now Jacob has cheated Esau twice. And so Jacob flees for his life. He's in the wilderness, and in the middle of the wilderness, God appears to Jacob as he's running away and says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless your descendants. And really this blessing that's been given to Abraham and Isaac now goes to Jacob, that God's people will come from his family. You can read all of the account uh, of Jacob's story, but Jacob goes to be with his uncle Laban, where he then gets cheated. So he works seven years to be able to marry one of uh, Laban's daughters named Rachel. Uh, They have the wedding. Wedding night, he wakes up and realizes that he's been given the older sister, not Rachel. So he's cheated. uh, Kind of turnabout spare play in this situation. And so Jacob works another seven years to marry Rachel. They have multiple children, there's kind of a competition between the two of them, and then Jacob begins the journey back to his homeland. Um, and as he does that, he finds out Esau is coming, he's afraid. He's afraid Esau is still going to be upset with him, and so he kind of goes through this process of separating himself and, uh, from all of his provisions. God's blessed him during this time, so there's lots of cattle, a lot of different uh, livestock. And in kind of this moment of crisis, Jacob is by himself in the middle of the night, and he ends up wrestling the angel of the Lord, uh, God himself, throughout the night, holding on to him, I will not let you go until you bless me. He gets his uh, leg, his hip dislocated, uh, but he receives a blessing from God. It's like, that's a lot of crazy stuff, and there's more to the story. But Jacob and Esau meet, Esau's not upset. Uh, There is blessing that's involved there, there's restoration, and the story goes on. And where we pick up in Hebrews is late in Jacob's life, and at the end of Jacob's life he's living in Egypt, he has his 12 sons, he's about to die, and he blesses his sons uh, specifically, not just the 12, but the two sons that will belong to Joseph, and he blesses them Uh, believing by faith that God is going to use these two sons, these two half-tribes, for his glory to be a part of the story. Not knowing how it's going to happen, not knowing how they're going to leave Egypt, he trusts God. So why is Jacob's faith exemplary? Well, because Jacob trusted God beyond what his eyes could see. He's dying in Egypt His family's all there. He has no idea how they're going to get back to the land, no idea how they're going to leave Egypt. He blesses his sons looking forward to the promise that God gave him. Second, it's exemplary because he kept clinging to God. And there's a lot of ups and downs, mistakes that Jacob makes throughout his life and sin that Jacob makes, but he keeps clinging to God and to the promises of God. So what can we take away from Jacob's faith? few things really quickly, it's super practical. One, faith trust God in things that are beyond our understanding. Jacob had no idea how God would bring his family back from Egypt to the promised Land, and how God was going to make his family a nation and that nation that would be a blessing that the future promised king would come from. He had no idea but he trusted in faith beyond what he could understand, beyond what he could see because of God's promise. We do the same thing. We've been given promises that Jesus is coming again, what he's called his people to do until his return. We walk by faith, not by sight. Second thing we learn is faith holds fast to God. Yeah, I love this picture of Jacob wrestling the angel of the Lord. I will not let you go. I will not let you go till you bless me. I think for us, a lot of times, we may not know the next step, but what we do know, what we can do, is we can hold fast, cling onto, grab hold of the promise and pursuit and abiding in God. I will not leave you. I will not let you go. My faith, my life, my hope is in you. We get to do that today. Then, lastly, and we've said this through some of the stories, faith is marked by obedience there's a point in Jacob's story where God tells Jacob to go to Egypt he's leaving this promised land given to his grandfather and to his father to go to Egypt but he goes because God tells him to go to Egypt because God is going to provide for his family and the promises are still going to come he didn't know how he he looked like he was walking away from what God had given and promised him but he did it by faith faith is marked by obedience These are things that we can take away. These are things that we can apply to our lives. And so we look at Jacob, not because Jacob's the hero, but because he points to what faith in Jesus looks like.